Hey Yellow Jacket fans, welcome to episode 3 of the Yellow Jacket Experience. I'm your host Thomas Poole, Director of Athletic Communications here at AIC. Today we will talk with sophomore goalkeeper from the field hockey team Jessica Stone as well as head women's soccer coach Kayvon Issa. Hey fans, I'm here with Jessica Stone, sophomore goalkeeper of the field hockey team from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, thank you for joining me, Jess. Hey. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, the field hockey season so far. Obviously a record uh, in terms of 4-0 start to the season. A fantastic opportunity for you guys so far, and you guys have really embraced it. Um, can you walk us through, I guess, the first game of the season at New Haven where you guys knocked them off 2-0? Two, two um. This season's just incredible. I think our teamwork on and off the field is really showing in games. Mm -hmm. We are really connected through the passing and our communication on the field, and I think that's what's taken us to like an undefeated season so far. Yeah. So you had that uh, two nothing win over New Haven, and then you played a non or a non conference um, neutral site game against Slippery Rock University. Uh, Slippery Rock, not a bad team. Uh, can you talk about that 2-1 win, I guess, a neutral site, so you're not at home, you're not on the road, technically, against other people's yeah. fans. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, so that game, the serve game was really rough. We mm -hmm. had a lot of obstacles that we had to get through, and um, we really pushed through, like, the refs were late, we had things in our way, and we really persevered, and we came out with the win because mm -hmm. we had the fight in us. Yeah, and that helps. I mean, having that fight, obviously, you guys are hungry for the win. Mm -hmm. You obviously, uh, at that point, were 1 0, knowing that you could make some noise uh, going in, beating off or beating Slippery Rock. Um, then you win it and uh, you hosted Malloy um, in a 3 1 win. Uh, can you talk about that game just a little bit? Um, well, we were already 2 0, so mm -hmm. we had that behind us. We had that fire, and we just knew that we could beat any team. Like, Last year, we lost Slippery Rock really bad, and this mm -hmm. year, we actually beat them. So that was a really big confidence boost. So now, from that point, we knew that if we put our minds to it and we worked together, we could win anything, and that's what we did for Malloy. Yeah, so then you guys continued to roll and went to Southern Connecticut and knocked them off 4 nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, really, four goals in a field hockey game. That's, that's pretty impressive. Can you talk yeah. about that game? Um, it was really impressive because all four goals were by different players of mine. Mm -hmm. And I think that game, it was a rough start. Like, we didn't really score in the first half, but we did continue to play as a team. And we worked through our um, issues, and we really connected on the field. And I think that's what helped us to finish it out and score 4 0. Uh, so the past couple of years, obviously, there's been a little bit of a struggle for the field mm -hmm. hockey program, uh, whether it be finding the back of the net or even at points, fielding a whole team just because of injuries. Um, what has really changed this year to get you guys off to this 4-0 start? Um, well, our team, we do suffer injuries here and there. It's just that's the type of sport we play. We'll always be our bodies up. But I think, like, the training staff is really good with that this year and helping us. But um, – at practices, we're really using our time, and we're using it 100%. And we are looking at our issues and attacking that head-on. So for mm -hmm. the next game, we are able to beat that and just keep going forward. 
So obviously you have two shutouts this season. Mm -hmm. That's a huge number, especially from looking at the years past. Um, having a shutout is a phenomenal task um, or accomplishment for you. Uh, can you talk about how you're able to have those shutouts and keep the ball out of the net uh, and keep the other teams from scoring? Uh, well, um, that's kind of my go job as a goalie <laughs> to keep the balls out. But um, I really believe it is a team effort. Mm -hmm. Like this year and even last year, but this year even more, I trust my defense so much. And as like Kate on the field is doing amazing this year, Chelsea, Georgia, Jenny, all of them, they're really helping me. And I know if I go out for this slide tackle or if I try my hardest, they're already running and trying to help me out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I could say I'm doing better in the game because I'm more experienced, but I really think it's my team helping me out. So it's not really my full credit. So then how have y'all as a team really come together to build that camaraderie um, to really extend and go to the next level in terms of, especially once again, the historic start mm -hmm. that you guys have had? Um, I think it started off the field before season had even started. We all came to preseason hungry. We mm -hmm. wanted to win, and because our team is so small, we only had a couple freshmen incoming. So our team is already built. We already trust each other. So it was a lot easier for us to get used to the team, and we know how each other play. So it's that's a really good point. So we know, like – what other people's issues are so we can help them. And I think that's a really strong point that we're all here to help each other out and we all want to win. So mm -hmm. uh, so not only do you play on the field hockey team, but you're also a member of the lacrosse team, a mm -hmm. uh, teammate of Chelsea Davis twice in a year, yep. which uh, I don't think anyone else, at least off the top of my head, can say. Uh, what has that done, having that relationship between you and Chelsea, has that helped you on at field hockey and lacrosse? Um, well, so in lacrosse, me and her play the same position, but in both uh, teams, me and her, our connection is really good. Mm -hmm. Like, even though we do share a position in lacrosse, we both respect each other and trust each other on and off the field. So I know when she's in the cage and for lacrosse, I can trust her. Like, she would do the best she can, and I believe that she thinks the same as me, and mm -hmm. I think that's um, – that connection is really good, and I think it helps a lot in field hockey as well. So there's some good, healthy mm -hmm. competition yeah. there going back and forth. Yeah. Is that helpful f to you? Obviously, when you're playing lacrosse in the same position, mm -hmm. is that healthy for you because you know that she's making you better yeah. and you're making her better? And then how does that translate to field hockey too? Um, so we have the healthy competition, and I believe for lacrosse we're competing, but in field hockey, because of the trust and we're around each other all the time, I know I can tell Chelsea when she's messing up or she can come up to me and look, be like, look, you missed that ball because of this or this. Like we have a healthy understanding mm -hmm. that we're not here to hurt each other's feelings, that we are all here for the same reason. Yep. And I think that's what helps a lot in field hockey. So we want to get to know you a little bit better. And that's one of the points of the soul podcast is we want to show our student athletes, especially when they're doing well. So obviously uh, we're glad that you've been having a great season with us, but can you tell us a little bit about your history, about how you started playing field hockey and your, your steps to AIC? Um, I actually started playing field hockey because I wanted to start lacrosse, mm -hmm. but um, I was injured my first year ever playing. So I actually fully started playing my sophomore year of high school. 
I was uh, cut from the lacrosse team freshman and sophomore year, so I didn't start that until junior year. But um, I joined a travel team under the name of Typhoon, mm-hmm. and they really helped build my confidence up. And uh, my family was always there for me. So with like AIC and other colleges contacting me, my mom and my coach from Typhoon, they all helped me with the process. And um, I think just moving up to a collegiate level it took my confidence to know that i was good enough Mm -hmm. and after that it kind of like took off okay um so if we're looking at your career obviously how did you end up picking asc over the other schools that you had the opportunity to go and play for um so i did go to other official visits but Mm -hmm. it was actually between this school and another school but when i came here i just felt with how small the team was and everything and I could play two sports here mm-hmm. um, I just felt like the connection was a lot more real and I met Ronnie and our past coach um, Ashley mm-hmm. um, it was a really good connection that they both had and I knew playing two sports here was the right idea do you think Ronnie being an alum of the school do you mm-hmm. think that played a role in terms of how she she facilitates and has that relationship not only with this athletics mm-hmm. department as a whole because she played here and now working and then as well as how she can relate to you as a student athlete? Um, yeah, I think her being a alum from AIC helps a lot because she understands what we're going through. She understands the AIC um, community and everything. Mm-hmm. And she was one to build up to where we are now. So she understands what we have to do better our community as AIC athletics and just AIC in general. For field hockey, I find that it's probably more of a niche type of sport. Not many people have watched it, mm-hmm. especially when you compare it to the bigger sports of baseball, softball, uh, basketball. What's the most interesting aspect of the game and what really drew you into field hockey in particular? Um, I'm a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I actually picked goalie because I just like having the last line of defense. But I do like how it was kind of up-and-coming sport. Like, people do play, but it's not widely known, like, football and all that. So I knew that the people that were in it mm-hmm. really love the sport and were all dedicated to it. And I found that really uh, to draw me in. So then, as a goalie, mm-hmm. that was some a position I always, was always strong to because I sort of like having that pressure yeah. of knowing that you know what, no matter what else happens, I'm the person who's going to stop this from mm-hmm. happening. Is that something that you relate to in terms of you like having that pressure and you really, when the game's on the line, you want to be the one to make that play? Um, yeah. I can say sometimes, like, when I'm having a bad day, I hate it. But <laughs> honestly, I do love being goalie because I do love being there for my team and being the last line of defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a goalie, I had to kind of take a leadership role because I am the person on the field that can see everything. And I'm the one that should be communicating basically to everyone, every line of defense. And that helped me like build leadership outside of even sports. And I think that's why I like being a goalie so much because it teaches me not just sports, but it teaches me like life lessons. Mm -hmm. And then with being a goalie, you're one of two people on the field who can see everything mm-hmm. that's going on. I'll see you and the other goalie. Yeah. And that's where that communication really starts. Is that something that you take pride in, in terms of making sure that you're you're sharing with your team what's going on and giving them heads up and warnings about what could be transpiring? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I believe, like, with the shutouts, I think my communications help me out a lot more because my communications helping them know where the ball is or who's behind them trying to mm-hmm. get the ball. So I believe my communication does have a bil- really big role on the team. And I think that's, like, what the difference is between last year and this year, that my communication and even just, like, everyone's communication on the field has increased so much and we're much more knowledgeable mm-hmm. that it's helping us to actually keep the ball and possess it and not let it below like our 25 as much. So. Yeah, that's always mm-hmm. obviously communication doesn't solve everything, but yeah. it's definitely a good step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we round out this conversation, one question I ask every guest who's on the show is what moment in life has impacted you, th- impacted you the most? Um, what comes uh, to my head the first um, was like being denied mm-hmm. of anything really but like how I said that I was cut from my lacrosse team my sophomore year I believe that and other uh, obstacles it made me a bigger person and I know like I'll say I'm playing D2 lacrosse so I know I can do anything I want if I put my mind to it mm-hmm. and I think that's just something I live by like people want to bring you down that's some people's like objectives and you just kind of have to prove them wrong mm-hmm. and I really think that's what pushes me now with that especially when there are challenges in life how are how are you using that mindset and what you've learned in the past to help mm-hmm. help you get over a situation that you're either going through currently or that you c- might see that's coming down the line um I know in the moment it might be really hard to see like the silver lining and see the light through the tunnel but I have a really good support system like my mom, my grandpa, my family, my friends. So they help me, I guess, stay humble and like realize that um, what I'm going through isn't the worst and I can get out of it. So I think it's really that I have a really good support system and that's what helps me go through and know that there's a way out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jess, and uh, we appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Fans, AIC Athletics would like to thank the Fairfield Inn of Springfield Enfield and the Hampton Inn of West Springfield, two preferred hotel properties of AIC Athletics. Both properties offer a rate of $95 a night with breakfast for anyone booking a room through AIC Athletics. Contact the athletic department for more details. Welcome back, fans. I'm here with head women's soccer coach, Kevon Issa. Uh, thank you for joining us, coach. Uh, thanks, Tom. It, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, so talking about the season a little bit, you guys started off uh, nice and hot uh, with a 3-0 win against St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, can you talk about that game a little bit, and especially uh, Tristan Berger, uh, who had, uh, I believe, two goals in that match? Yeah, I think that game, you know, um, obviously with preseason being a little shortened this year with the time that we came in and classes start, I think the girls was just had enough of beating up on each other and we just wanted to finally get into a game that meant something and was very competitive and I think um, you know our preparation for that game was um, well done the girls was really working hard and they executed the game plan you know we had two new players in Tristan Berger and Patrice that's called that's called for us so I think it was really good to start off with a 3-0 win and having some new players impact the game right away 
Uh, you turned around two days later and played Mercy College at Southern New Hampshire to wrap up that weekend. You went uh, lost two to one in that game. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that opening weekend, rounding that out, and what you saw from your team? Yeah, so opening weekend, you know, we wanted to go two and zero. I think it's a goal of all the teams in that tournament to go two and zero. You know, the Mercy game. I think um, the the biggest difference was we haven't finished our chances. We were up one zero going in, going going into the half, and five minutes before halftime, we missed an opportunity that we should have been up two zero. Came out in the second half, we had another opportunity to go up three zero. Never completely finish our chances. Uh, Mercy came down, they tied the game up, and with about eight minutes left, they scored again. And that's the nature of the game. You know, you create chances and you don't score, and the game don't go, do, don't go your way. And that's what happened to us. Uh, writing out the three games that you guys have played so far was a game at Assumption, another w one nothing. Um, game for you guys. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and uh, knowing that you guys are in these games and when it comes down to it, it's just a matter of a touch here or there that doesn't go your way yeah, or you know, something you have to finish. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, the Assumption game was a conference opener. Obviously, we know the Northeast End Conference, it's tough from the top to the bottom. Anything is guaranteed. And, you know, playing Assumption to us is like a rivalry game. It's right up the Mass Pike. You know, we started off well once again. I feel like I'm just repeating myself. We missed two golden opportunities in the first half. Came in 0-0, second half, you know, Assumption had a well a well played. They uh, forced us to make an error and they capitalized on it. And then we go back down in five minutes time and we miss again. And, um, you know, the game finished 1-0. Uh, it was an even, evenly played match, but once again, I sound like a broken record. We are creating chances, but at the end of the day, we have to finish. It's a big difference. If you're not creating chances, then you can't score goals. But for us, we are creating chances. We just have to score goals. And I think that's been our practice plan the last few days is just how do we get the ball in the back of the net. So on your four goals this year, uh, they're scored by three different players. Tristan Berger has two of them. Uh, and then you have two other players uh, who have each found the back of the net. Uh, do you like having that type of style to where uh, it could be, I guess, anyone could score any night rather than just having one or two players to the other team has to watch out for? Yeah, it definitely helped, you know, having one or two players or three or four players that could score. So it's not just one player, but at a point in time, you know, I think the create we are creating chances and I'd rather have one player that who I know that will definitely put the ball in the back of the net. Another problem we had is we had two or three of our striking powers out with injuries so mm -hmm. uh they should be getting cleared to be back this week against the St. rose game so i think it will give us a little bit more depth and a little bit more experience on top well you've already hinted at it uh, the college of st rose will be coming in here on wednesday at 7 p.m for your home opener uh ne10 home opener for you as well uh where are you expecting from that game and uh, what are you hoping to see well you know in in the conference play, you always protect your home turf. For us, we call Abdul Field the office, and we need to have a good day at the office this w this Wednesday night. You know, um, um, for us, we only have one home game in the month of September, so I think the girls are kind of hungry and they want to get out there and protect the home turf. It will be a well played game. You know, St. Rose is another tough team in our conference. They were picked to finish in the top four, so I mm -hmm. think for us, we have to come back out and really work hard and look to get a result. And then after that, uh, looks like I would imagine you guys are leaving probably Thursday. Uh, you're heading down to Florida, uh, a trip that you guys haven't been on, at least in my four years here. So a nice little opportunity for you guys to go down and play against some really good competition. Yeah, I think for us, you know, we use the Florida trip as a kind of 
team bonding stuff you know we have a bunch of new players on the team let's get out let's come together mm-hmm. be stronger as a team let's work together and then once we in florida you know we play against florida national and then another top team in nova south southeastern so for us it's a business trip it's not a fun trip you know we're looking to go 2-0 in florida as well so obviously you've had some really good players uh, throughout the year and this year uh, we'll be honoring one of them and Allie Fitzsimmons, uh, someone who you probably know fairly well. Can you talk about her rela- or your relationship with her and then uh, that honor for her? Yeah, so with Ali, you know, uh, myself and Coach Johnson recruited her out of high school. You know, it was between us and URI. She went to URI her first year. And then uh, by the end of the first semester, we heard that Ali doesn't like it over there. She wants to be closer to home. She wants to come back. Mm-hmm. And then it so worked out that um, she got a hold of us. And it did work out well um, for us. You know, I think Ali is a special player. She's a different type of player. You know, she was an outside back for us, as Coach Johnson will say. Probably the fastest woman he have ever seen. You know, she she just gets up and down the flank. And I think the one good thing, thing about Ali getting recognized is that, you know, I think it was a total team effort. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, it's tough to get the whole team in there. But I think Ali is a good um, stepping stone for that special team we had in 2013. And you mentioned that 2013 team. You were an assistant coach at that point, correct? Yes. Uh, So can you talk a little bit about that team, that success, and I guess sort of that drive for you to help lead the team back there? Yeah, I think the 2013 team was one of the better teams we have from top to bottom, meaning the work rate. You know, they understand the game. They all came together as a team. I wish that we could bring that team back to talk not just to our soccer team here, but mm-hmm. some of the athletics team that we have here in the program. Because when you talk about a team, you know, working on and off on the field, you know, having ups and downs, putting things besides them, and just being able to accomplish stuff, that 2013 team really ticks off all the boxes. Uh, so switching gears a little bit, let's get to know you a little bit. So obviously you are a multi-sport athlete here at AIC. You played uh, not only soccer, but you were also a member of the tennis team when we had men's tennis. Uh, how did you end up getting to AIC in the first place? So I came from Trinidad and I went to high school in New York City, Martin Luther King, one of the best high schools over there right now, probably 18 championships in the New York City oh, wow. title. Um, you know, uh, Coach Fred Balbino back then was the coach on the AIC side, recruited me heavily, um, wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. Obviously, coming from Trinidad, it was a little difficult with the NCAA clearing house back then. Now mm-hmm. it's called the Eligibility Center. So I ended up going to a junior college in Bryan & Stratton, Syracuse, New York. And while I was there for two years, Coach Balbino, being a tough recruiter, kept an eye on me. And after my sophomore year, invited me down to AIC. Came down, really liked it. It, it ticked the box um, for me. I was able to focus on academics and sports. And I was able to get a scholarship that was affordable for myself and my family. So I came to AAC, played two years. Uh, Coach Balbino coached me the first year. Then he went up to Holy Cross as assistant coach. So we had Coach Bantusto my senior year. And then after my senior year, Coach Bantusto realized that it's a little too much for him. Wanted not to coach college no more. Coach Balbino came back Mm -hmm. and had a meeting with me and just kind of told me that he is coming back. He noticed that I'm a heart and soul of the program. I'm really somebody that really represents AAC in the academic and athletics side of things, and he would like me to be his assistant coach. And that just opened up the doors for me right there. So from there, uh, you obviously made the transition over to the women's side at some point. Uh, can you talk about that transition and the difference between coaching men and women? Yeah, so uh, the transition for me, the first four years, I believe I did the men, and then when Coach Johnson came in, you know, we were friends playing, uh, 
playing in the men's league together, mm-hmm. and he just saw the type of work that I put in on the men's side. You know, I always wanted to wanted to be a head coach, so I was just working days and nights, you know, traveling here, scouting, recruiting. And Coach Johnson came in and talked to me a little bit about it. And I said, sure, you know, I like to get experience on the girls' side as well. And then two years in, I realized it was a little too much doing men and women. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to start a family. I was engaged, about to get married. And I was like, no way I could fit all three of them in. So obviously, I had to choose one. At the point in time, I chose the women program. And I think from there, you know, working with Coach Johnson was really, really great. Um, the biggest difference in the men and women game that I have noticed it's just the men are more competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, the men, they think they know it all. They want to prove you wrong. They go and they work hard. On the girls' side, they more a little quiet and relaxed. They don't want to compete. They don't want to go one-on-one or two-v-two against their best friends because their feelings may get hurt and that kind of stuff. But I think with the girls, it have really ma- matured me more to realize the my coaching style and change things up and be a much, much calmer person on the sideline. Yeah, and with that, I mean, when you're dealing with those different types of personalities and those differences, because I'm also, sh- um, I also think speed plays a part of that in terms of how the game's played. Um, but when you're actually leading those type of groups, uh, there's definitely a big, big key missing, I guess, um, in terms of you can't go straight from one to the other and expect the same things to, you can't expect the same outcome, right? Yep. Yep. I I agree with you 100%. You know, the guy game is a little quicker. (coughs) They're stronger. They're physical. You know, the girls, you can't yell and scream at them because then they want to cry a little bit or you hurt their feelings. I think on the girls' side, it's a little bit more of motivation, Mm -hmm. a little bit more of me being being that um, positive guy, you know, tapping them on the shoulder. I believe in you. We could get it done. You know, don't worry. You're not going to let me down. I trust you. And I think, you know, it have worked a long way for us. So then jumping back a little bit to you, you made the jump from Trinidad over to the U.S. at a fairly young age. Uh, Do you think that that's something that helped you mature faster uh, than some of your other counterparts? Or do you think that that's just something that you knew you had to do and you just made that transition? Yeah, no, I think it helped me mature. You know, the biggest thing for me was um, leaving my mom and dad back in Trinidad and coming to America and living with my aunt Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out that stuff. So I think, you know, for me, what really helped me is that I'm a go-getter. I love to take advantage of opportunities when it is presented to me. Mm-hmm. And just being being able to offer to go to high school here was a big difference, but it was something that I wanted to do because I know for me it's a life-changing event. In Trinidad, we don't have a lot of those opportunities. So to come out here and be able to grab that opportunity was really huge for me. Now, was that a situation for you? Obviously, it's a family decision uh, being able to send you to New York City to get this opportunity. But... At the same time, how did you get that relationship and that how did you end up at that school? So obviously, while I was up here in the summer, you know, we play in a men's league and um, we were just at a tournament and a couple of coaches was there watching. You had Ray Reed of UConn. You had um, Mr. Mazer of um, St. John's. You had, you know, a couple other coaches there watching. And while we were playing, you know, after the event, they just came and talked to us and they realized that, um, that I was just from Trinidad on visiting. And then there was a guy... Uh, of the name Ricardo Joseph and mm-hmm. Brent Sancho that played at St. John's and they knew me back then. So after they came over and they spoke to me and said, hey, you know, the coaches really like you. I think it's a great opportunity for you to get into the system here. It's probably easier if you go to school in America than go back to Trinidad and then look to come here. So after talking to them, I was able to kind of s- 
sat down with my family and you know my dad being a soccer coach back in Trinidad was all in favor for it you know my mom had a hard time because I'm her only child and to leave and not be in the same country with her it was very very tough for her but at the end of the day you know she supported with whatever decision I wanted to do and I'm very thankful for that uh, how much do you think your father being a soccer coach pushed you towards soccer or do you think he was a was he a father who wanted you to pursue soccer if that's something you wanted to do or how was that relationship with so him soccer and you yeah so the relationship was good you know i think my dad you know he coached a lot of club teams in trinidad he coached a national team so i was always around players like dwight york russell adapi shaka hislop and just seeing him coaching and doing drills and and learning the game i fell in love with it from a very very young age you know so mm -hmm. i so i think for me i kind of see hey you know, I want to be a soccer player. You know, we all think that we're going to go pro and then realize that it run in my blood. I think the coaching avenue just opened up for me, and I'm thankful for that. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up here, I have one question I'd like to ask every guest that I have on. Uh, and that one question is, what moment in life has impacted you the most? So I think for me, the moment that impacted me the most was when um, my mom passed away from cancer. You know, it was very sad. It was very tough. I think, you know, she was my heart and soul. She was she was everything to me, being her only child. And I think once that happened, I kind of realized, like, wow, mom is not here anymore. Mm -hmm. Now I got to be able to go out and continue doing what I do and make her proud. Now, if you don't mind me asking, uh, how old were you when that happened? Was that something while you were in school or was it after school? It was after school. So I just started working here at AIC. I believe that happened about 2007 when my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were you able to take from, I guess, what she taught you uh, as you were growing up and, and really instill that into, I guess, who you are today and then as well into your coaching philosophy? Yeah, well, she told me, you know, always work hard. Don't take anything I'm for granted. You know, respect people, work hard, give your all. And at the same time, you know, it really helped me with my family life too, you know, mm -hmm. because sometimes with my dad wasn't always a wrong. So she told me when I have a family, make sure I'm there for my wife, my wife and my kids. And, um... And those messages really click into me every day. You know, we all have a tough schedule running around and doing things for our bosses and the school. But at the end of the day, we get to remember that our family comes first. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we call home. And we got to make sure that we are able to spend time with our family. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Coach. I appreciate your time and uh, good luck this week. Thank you. appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Yellow Jacket Experience. I'm your host, Thomas Poole. On Wednesday, September 18th, the women's soccer team will take on the College of St. Rose at 7 p.m. at Abdal Field. Also this weekend at AIC is the International Volleyball Hall of Fame Yellow Jacket Invitational. On Friday, the Yellow Jackets will be hosting Felician at 1 o'clock and St. Anselm College at 7 o'clock. On Saturday, they will then take on the University of Bridgeport at 1 p.m., followed by Assumption College at 7 p.m. Also Saturday on the turf field at Abdal Field is field hockey versus the University of New Haven at 1 p.m., followed by women's rugby versus Brown at 5 p.m. Until next week, I'm Thomas Poole, and we'll see you this weekend.